You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (laughs) Middleton jumper. In and out. Ayton. Pursues that rebound, his 13th already. He's had a 22-rebound game in these playoffs. Paul, eight. What a connection. And Paul will dribble it out. First finals game in 28 years, and the Suns give their fans a magnificent performance. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. NBA Finals resumes tonight. Game number two, Phoenix Suns, five-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 219 in the hook. The Suns get another home game before they make the trek up to Milwaukee. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, this is BetQL Daily Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. And let's bring in Ryan McDonough, the guy that drafted uh, Booker and Aiton. He's uh, joining the show, Odyssey NBA Insider. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit betql.com today. Follow Ryan McDonough on Twitter at McDNBA. And Ryan, just watching this team, some of the uh, the great players that you've drafted to build this uh, Suns roster, participating in the NBA fi- finals this time of day on game day. How, how are you feeling? How's it been for you? Do you have do you have some nerves? Because obviously, you want the Suns to win every time they hit the court. Yeah, good morning, guys. Always great to be on with you. Uh, no, 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 no nerves. I, I've been in front offices twice with the Boston Celtics in 2008, 2010, where I was in the front office and working for the team when they were playing in the NBA Finals. Uh, we played the Lakers both times. We won in 08 and lost in, in 2010. Uh, that was very nerve-wracking. Didn't sleep well. Didn't need a whole lot. Um, you, you know, just kind of day, day by day, you felt the tension and the pressure. Uh, right now, I slept great last night. I, you know, those guys, uh, we, we, we did bring in uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Mikel Bridges, three of the five starters for the Suns, but I haven't been with the franchise the last couple of years. So uh, I'm really enjoying watching them as a fan. I'm, I'm really, uh, frankly, been impressed by how well those guys have played at this young stage of their career. Keep in mind, they're all, I think, between 22 and 25 years old. And uh, not only is this their first time in the NBA Finals, it's their first time in the playoffs. So just how how well those guys have played uh, throughout the first three rounds and now through game one of the finals. Uh, really happy for them, really proud of, of them, and uh, really looking forward to game two tonight. Ryan, what's your thought on the growth here of DeAndre Ayton uh, throughout this postseason, his career? I mean, you said I mean, you were there when, when you guys drafted him. and uh, did you, Is this kind of what you envisioned? Because he's, beca- he's just getting better and better. And I think you know, it's helped him a little bit that he doesn't have to be the number one or number two option. They have Paul. They have Booker. It's a really good and well-built team. But – uh, your thoughts on how Aiton has developed here just a few years into his career? 
Yeah, I think, I think he's developing very nicely on both ends of the court, uh, especially defensively, guys. That's where I've seen the most progress. Um, you know, he, he's always had the physical talent. That was one of the things that stood out when we evaluated DeAndre in the one season at the University of Arizona and then in the 2018 pre-draft process. Um, there aren't many guys who are 7'1 with a 7'6 wingspan and about 270 pounds with his size, strength, length, athleticism, touch, coordination, and uh, really he has everything physically you'd want in a player. I think defensively, um, you know, his whole life he'd been the biggest, strongest, most physical dude, and then when you get into the NBA, there are a lot of great athletes. Uh, teams would space him out and put him in pick-and-roll coverages, and I think early in his career he struggled a bit with that. Um, so what's really impressed me, guys, keep in mind that uh, he's just now wrapping up year three, is just how quickly he's improved, how quickly he's caught on, especially uh, defensively. Uh, offensively, he's done a really good job. Uh, starring in his role. His role is to set great screens for Phoenix's star guards, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, then dive to the rim. And what he's done as far as when you look at his points, rebounds, um, and combine that with the field goal percentage, it's really historic. Uh, it's exciting because uh, for some fans, cause keep in mind, this guy is only 22 years old still, uh, so that he has a bright future. And uh, I think the next decade or so will be very bright with he and Devin Booker in the Phoenix Suns uniforms. Ryan, on uh, Tuesday morning, you tweeted out Suns in five. But at that time, we didn't know Giannis was going to play, and, and let alone playing game one and play as many minutes as he did. Uh, looking at the current situation, Phoenix up 1-0, but we know Giannis is good to go the rest of the series. Uh, would you make an adjustment there, or do you still believe in that? No, I, I still believe in it. Uh, the, the, the way the series, I thought Giannis was going to play in game one. I, I anticipated him, um, you know, to, to do do so, and he did and played relatively well. I, I'll be very interested to see how he looks uh, tonight. It seems like the knee responded uh, well, and he said he's feeling good. So um, I, I have my eye on that, I think, as, as we all do. But, um, guys, the way I thought the series would go, I, I thought Phoenix's talent and depth would win out. I, I think they, they win the battle um, in particular from the you know fourth to ninth men on their roster. I think Phoenix has more depth and, and talent. That was hurt a little bit with the injury to Dario Saric, but um, you know Milwaukee's also down Dante DiVincenzo. So I, I just like Phoenix's team. I've watched them all year. I thought the Western Conference was a superior conference when I looked at uh, you know the teams and, and watched playoff series in each conference. And uh, I think Phoenix has more shot creators and more ways to beat the Bucks than vice versa. So no, nothing changed with my prediction. I expect Phoenix to uh, to win again tonight. I, I think Milwaukee will uh, take one of the two games in Milwaukee, uh, games three and four. Phoenix will get the other, and then uh, I expect the Suns to close it out back here in Phoenix in Game Five next week. Ryan, I saw Kendrick Perkins yesterday mention the idea of this Suns team not just being a one-off, that this could become maybe the NBA's next dynasty. And it's so hard now because teams change so much, and a couple team, couple players might jump up on a new, new team we're not expecting, and that team becomes the favorite. But do you see the ability for this team to continue playing at this kind of level, to go back next year or the year after, and, and be one of those teams we talk about now as finals contenders year in, year out? Well, I, I sure hope so. I mean, that, that's the way we set it up <laughs> to have this uh, this possibility. Um, you know, look, the Suns control that. Uh, De- Devin Booker. Um, one of the last things I did in, as a GM in 2018, we we gave Devin Booker a five-year max extension. That was actually somewhat criticized at the time. Um, one of the things that was important relative to that contract was that there were no options either way, no team option, no player option. So uh, he's under contract for a number of years. And then there are two um, young players who played so well in year three, DeAndre Ayton and Mikel Bridges. 
Uh, they will be extension eligible this offseason, so the Suns can extend them uh, up to a five-year max. I think that's probably coming for Aiton if, uh, if, if it were up to me. Um, so, yeah, they should have the core of the team, uh, you know, intact in for a long time. Obviously, the challenge, guys, will be, um, you know, if Chris Paul's playing at a superhuman level at 36 years old, how long can he keep it up? He, he, he does have a player option as well, so he can opt out and become an unrestricted free agent. Uh, my guess is they'll try to re-sign him, but how long can Chris stay at this, you know, point God Hall of Fame level, and then what does the franchise do as far as a playmaker um, when he drops off, which everybody inevitably does. That'll be the, you know, the short-term question for him, but uh, long-term, as long as they're willing to spend, there's no reason that, uh, you know, their young core, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Mikel Bridges, shouldn't be in a Phoenix Suns uniform for a long, long time. With Odyssey NBA insider Ryan McDonough, this is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio here. Uh, let's take a look at the Milwaukee side just for tonight in game two with a point spread of five and a half, Ryan. Uh, what's the case for the Bucks? What do they have to do tonight to cover the spread and maybe even pull off the road victory? Yeah, great question. A few things really stand out. Uh, the first, and Mike Budenholzer referenced it uh, in some of the media availability after game one and then yesterday as well, is they need to keep the Suns off the free throw line. Uh, Bud's teams in Atlanta and now in Milwaukee have always been good at defending without fouling. Uh, they allowed 26 Free throw attempts by Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix made an incredible 25 out of 26, uh, 96% from the line. Um, you know, there's a discrepancy there. The Bucks only made nine free throws. Uh, that's a, what, 16-point spread in a 13-point game. Uh, so, so look for the Bucks to try to defend without fouling. And then I think, uh, you know, their pick-and-roll coverage will be heavily scrutinized. My guess, guys, is that Milwaukee's perimeter players, uh, when I look at Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and others, they will be tasked with not switching as easily, not putting their bigs, uh, Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis in particular, on an island and have them try to guard Chris Paul and Devin Booker in isolation situations. That obviously did not go very well in game one. So I, I think the Bucks players will try to fight over screens, uh, bust through screens. You may see even a few fouls early in the game defensively with the Milwaukee's de defenders trying to fight over screens and force their way in front of Booker and Paul and not let Phoenix's guards get Portis and Lopez on an island defensively. Ryan, tonight uh, the over-under point total for Giannis is 26.5. What did your eyes tell you when you watched him in game one? It, it looked to me like the spring was in a step, and I, I didn't see physical limitations. I was surprised just considering the injury and, and how long we thought he might be out, but he played. Uh, he did not have a great volume of shots. I think he was the fourth uh, most used uh, in terms of shot taking on his own team. I expect a bigger game from Giannis tonight. Uh, what did you see, and what are you expecting now in Game 2 and moving forward with Giannis? Yeah, I like the over on that bet at 26-and-a-half. I, I agree with you. I think he'll, he'll shoot more tonight. He'll be more aggressive. I think the biggest change will be in transition. Uh, there, there were multiple times in Game 1 where, um, as you guys know, Giannis is a runaway locomotive when he gets the ball on a fast break, and um, nobody can physically stop him in transition. Uh, there were times when you know it seemed like he had tr a transition opportunity in Game 1, and he'd slow the ball down or pull it out. Uh, it just seems like he wasn't sure of that knee. And uh, obviously there's no way to know exactly uh, how he's feeling and how confident he is in it as we head into Game 2 tonight. But uh, my guess is uh, since he made it through Game 1 healthy, since the post-game recovery and all that seemed to go very well, um, that he will push it more. He'll push the ball more in transition. Obviously, the wild card when you're talking about Giannis and, and betting uh, an over-under on, on a points total for him are the free throws. Uh, he attempted 12 of the 16 bucks free throws in game one. He only made seven. Uh, now, that being said, though, I, I like the over 26.5 because I think he's going to need to be super aggressive. Um, you guys know the history of teams that get down 0-2 in the finals. That usually doesn't go very well for them. Uh, so I, I think Giannis is going to be super aggressive tonight, try to force his way to the basket free throw line with more confidence in that injured knee. 
Uh, right. Let's talk about Devin Booker here. Uh, for threes made, they set the line at two and a half. And over the last couple series, he's really struggled uh, from beyond the arc. And in game number one of this series, he was one for eight. Is that just something you wouldn't take a look at with Booker because he's better on the attack? Just ha- have you seen some of this throughout his career where he goes through these uh, lulls from the outside? Well, I, I think it's it's a product of the way defenses play. You know, most teams in the NBA, especially Phoenix, um, and the counter to, to that, the way Phoenix counters that, is they have Devin Booker and Chris Paul, who are two of the best mid-range shooters in the league. So uh, that, that that one's a little bit trickier for me because certainly, you know, Booker's capable of making 10 threes in a game if, if that's what he wants to do. But, um, you know, I, I think Milwaukee will, again, pressure the perimeter force drives, try to fight over screens. So uh, I'm not as confident in that bet because um, Devin Booker takes whatever the defense gives him. He's not a guy who's going to get up X number of threes regardless. Uh, if, if, they, if they give him the threes, they'll take him. If not, uh, he'll, he'll get to the mid-range where he's deadly you know, off the dribble, and um, those shots are there against Milwaukee. Uh, so I, I wouldn't you know, be as focused on that personally if I were betting it just because I don't know how the Bucks are going to defend him. Um, he very well could hit the over, uh, but, but there could be a chance where he doesn't shoot many threes because he drives to the mid-range as the Bucks pressure the perimeter defensively. Ryan, I'm always interested in the uh, the role players on a team like Phoenix with two great guards. You're going to get guys with open shots and, and a big man that can roll the basket. There's opportunities there for one of these uh, wings to have big night shooting. Jay Crowder is interesting. You know, he's such a good role player, such a glue guy for them. Um, in terms of his points, about 10 and a half, do you think Jay's going to be more of an offensive uh, used guy in this series or, or would you stay away from Jay Crowder and the idea of him scoring more and, and hitting more shots as we go through this? Well, I think the shots are going to be there for him. I mean, I think that'll be one of the big uh, adjustments for the Bucks, and it's hard because Phoenix has so many uh, weapons led by Paul Booker and then Aiton, especially at the rim on on lobs and rim rolls. Um, so I think the shots will be there for Crowder. The, the challenge with, with betting him, guys, if, if you look at his, his game log, he is very streaky. I mean, he, he could hit the over on that in the first quarter. Um, he could do what he did in game one and score one point the entire night. He was 0 for 8 from the floor and 0 for 5 from 3. So he's really a, a volatile player in terms of his offensive efficiency. Uh, he always brings it on the defensive end with the physicality, uh, rebounding and doing the little things that help you win. But uh, I'd, I'd be cautious about scoring bets with him just because uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he had 20 points tonight or if he had zero. Uh, but again, I do think those shots are going to be there. Uh, I expect increased defensive scrutiny and focus uh, on, on Devin Booker and then Chris Paul in particular. And as you guys know, defensively, you can't take it all away, especially with Aiton as a rim runner and, and lob threat. Uh, so that's going to mean shots for Crowder and shots for Mikel Bridges. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Crowder hits the over. But, uh, you know, look, look at his, look at the game log and study the volatility of it before you make that bet. Uh, Ryan, Budenholzer gets ripped probably as much as any NBA coach out there by the media. But uh, this is a results-oriented business, and here they are in the NBA Finals. D- does this mean his job is secure for the next uh, few seasons? You know, it's funny. I, I was asked that the other day, and I really don't know. And, and I don't mean to say that as, as a cop-out, but uh, you would think, objectively, if we looked at the situation and said, okay, he's been in Milwaukee three years, the Bucks have been in the conference finals twice, and in the NBA finals once. Uh, it's their first uh, conference finals appearance in, I believe, 47 years. They haven't won the championship in 50 years. Uh, objectively, so of course, the guy should be safe. They should give him a 10-year contract. But uh, I bring it up because I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we've heard the, the rumors and the rumblings. We've heard that he was on the hot seat and that there were some potential experienced veteran coaches who seemed like they were trying to position themselves for the job if the Bucks flamed out and early in the playoffs and, and, and uh, you know, Bud got fired. Um, so I, I, I think so. I'd hope so. But um, really, guys, when Mike D'Antonio, I thought, did as good a job as any in the 
league as the head coach of the Houston Rockets during that five-year run where they were the second-best team in the NBA behind only the great Golden State Warriors dynasty. Um, it's going to be the second year in a row. It looks like he's not going to get a head coaching job. Uh, Terry Stotts, I think, had the longest playoff run uh, in the league, I believe, eight or nine years in a row in Portland. Looks like he's gonna, not going to get a head coaching job in this cycle. So I bring it up because uh, in the NBA, sometimes down is up and up is down. It's very confusing as far as why why guys get hired or fired. So uh, I, in my opinion, he should be safe. I think he's earned the right to coach this team for a number of years, especially with the injuries to uh, Giannis and then you know DiVincenzo, et cetera. But uh, I, I can't say for certain that uh, he's going to be head coach of the Bucks next year just because it's a volatile business, and uh, we've heard a lot of rumors about his job security. Yeah, I guess we should ask Giannis because that's probably where the answer lies. At NBA on Twitter, his name, Ryan McDonough. Enjoy uh, the game tonight, Ryan. Thanks, guys. You too. Insider Calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics, bet smarter, and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Today, we go around the horn. Vic Choksi from BetQL drops by. Lightning bets next. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.